Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint. Thank you for doing this follow-on episode and listening to this and spending this time with me. I appreciate it. That time is one of the most valuable things we have, if not the most valuable. I might be able to argue for one or two other things, but not very many. Time's a big deal and you're spending it with me and I'm grateful. Um, now, so like I said, this is meant to be a part two to episode 140. So this is episode 141, and this is uh, a continuation of the conversation. In fact, it plugs into a certain part of the last episode that I deliberately cut short because I knew I wanted to read this out of the book that I'm going to mention when I, when I share this next recording with you, which is part of this episode. So anyway, before I turn it over to that, let me give a quick shout out to my sponsor, USA Kilts. Guys, they, their products are awesome, very well made. They take a lot of pride in what they do and very good customer service, very uh, customer facing in their interaction and concerned about what's the best for them. I could share you ex- with you experiences that I had that that taught me that that's where their hearts are at. Their hearts are with their customers and with their products. They're very passionate. Go get something that you want to wear to express your Scottish pride. Um, their, their storefronts, usakilts.com, and their YouTube channel, which has a ton of great content on there, is USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions. So go check them out. Um, now, I might add in here, as we get into talking about the McNeils, and this, that's what this episode's about, is the McNeils follow-on. We're going to focus on, this episode will be more focused on the McNeils of Barra. Now, in the last episode, we talked about the two main branches, the McNeils of Barra and the McNeils of Gia. Now, I want to here acknowledge that those are probably, almost certainly not, the only two kindreds in all of Scotland that went by the name McNeil. Neil was a popular name at certain points in Scottish history, and so there are many families that have, could have t- taken their name from a no- noteworthy Neil in their, in their family tree. Um, so, But we're focusing on those in McNe- the McNeils of Barra and the McNeils of Gia, and this episode we're going to specifically focus on the McNeils of Barra and some of their piratical behaviors, and we're going to be sharing it out of a book called Highlanders by John McLeod. Highlanders, A History of the Gales. So uh, he's going to focus this, what I'm going to share with you, like I said, is going to focus more on the McNeils of Barra. I hope you enjoy it. Here you go. All right. I would like to read to you a couple of pages. Actually, it's just one page, but front and back, from a book called the Highlanders, A History of the Gales by John McLeod. John McLeod, the little blurb on the back cover about him, just to give you some context about who he is, says, John McLeod was born in Lochaber in 1966. He currently writes a column for Glasgow's Herald newspaper, and his work was, has featured in the Scottish and English press. In 1991, he won the trophy for Scottish Journalist of the Year. John McLeod lives in Harris in the Outer Hebrides. Okay, so he was a journalist. Now, the thing about journalists writing history books is that they're easier to read. (laughs) When you have scholars who are writing so that other scholars, with the intent that other scholars will read their work and that they might read it with a critical eye, they make their conclusions as tight as possible, backed up with the strongest arguments possible, and but often that doesn't make for the easiest reading. 
However, so you flip on the other side with the journalists writing history, it sometimes is not quite as sound historically. Now, I believe that you do not have to have a PhD, and I'm not including myself or implying myself in this, but you don't have to have a PhD to write very good works of history. That being said, I don't think journalists are held to quite the standard that a professor at some university is. However, much, much, much easier to read than the way that they write. So I'm going to read this little blurb. I thought you people who are connected to the McNeils might appreciate this little story out of here. There's just bits and pieces as I've read through this. Um, that I've I've thought, oh, this would be cool to share with this clan, and this would be co- cool to share with people connected to this clan, or descended from this clan, or a member of this modern clan society, um, because it's talking about your own ancestry. But before I get into talking about the McNeils, I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs prior to where it gets to the McNeils specifically, and it's just going to talk, kind of kind of set the stage for the the culture in the Highlands during a certain time period. And I believe he's really dialing in on the, the 1500s, 16th century. And he says the system, which I believe he's referring to the clan system, which it's an interesting phrase, but quote, the system did not prosper from the prevailing cult of aggression and violence. Physical courage was reckoned the most supreme of virtues, and those who aspired to succeed to achievedom trained from an early age in the arts of war, manly rigor, and bodily exercise. Such a young man was expected to prove himself in combat, and if no suitable conflict was at hand for him, then the Highlanders had no hesitation in triggering one. A raid on the cattle of a neighboring clan, the least excuse seized upon for a feud. So there was much unnecessary battle. The odd anecdote has survived through the centuries to indicate notions of manhood at this time. One young chieftain, out with his men on campaign at night, and like them, with no more tent than his plaid and the bare hillside, found himself unable to lay his head comfortably on the ground. So he scrabbled about for a small boulder and pillowed his head on that, but he still could not sleep. For all about him rose the murmurs and grumbles of the men. What sort of weakling needed a pillow? And there were the spoils of piracy. Clansmen in the Hebrides, especially, found a lucrative living in waylaying and looting ships unwise enough to pass through their waters. In the 16th century, of course, the problem was universal. Every part of the British coast seized with pirates. And the inner Hebrides especially provided abundant hiding for the various outlaws, desperados, cutthroats, bandits, and other delightful characters who decided to prosecute this agreeable trade. On the island of South Rona by Rossi, there is still a cove known as Port Nanrabaran. Most of these men were out with the clan system, and so immune from attack by rival clansmen. They made sure of that by avoiding local shipping and praying, for the most part, on lowland, English, and European vessels. All right. Now, unquote, first two paragraphs, just kind of setting the stage. Here we go for you, McNeils. Now, before we do that, I want to share a quick word about the sponsor, USA Kilts. Guys, it's hiking season. 
I have been all over these hills around where I live and mountains, and I've been doing it in my USA kilts kilt and a few other things that go with the kilt. I've loved it. It's a superior hiking garment, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of old Highlanders thought so as well. Uh, anyway, I love it's of superior quality. It is exactly what I needed. I've got two different ones, a, a nicer kilt, a five-yard wool kilt, and I've got my casual kilt, and that's the one I like to take out in the hills and, and risk a snag or a little dirt on it, uh, a little bit more robust. But guys, I really am happy with my, my USA kilts kilt and all the other products I've got from them, the superior quality, the customer service has been awesome. Every time I interact with them, we've had a good experience. Um, so I really recommend them to you. Also go to their YouTube channel, USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions. Tons of cool content on there. Tons. I've watched some of it recently. Like I mentioned in that last episode, I went to the Payson Scottish Festival and I just wanted a little bit, just a, just a little bit of wisdom and insight on the do's and don'ts of kilts and some thoughts about how to put things together and make sure you don't look like uh, look like a complete idiot out there, which I try not to look like that as much as possible. Sometimes to to my consternation, I fail. But yeah, the USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions helped me out with that. And tons of cool content on there. Go check them out. Now back to the story about the McNeils. Quote, The most famous Hebridean pirate, however, was a clan chief, McNeil of Barra. The immodesty of this house is renowned. It was a McNeil chief who had it trumpeted from Kissimmee Castle to the nations after his evening repast. The great McNeil of Barra, having supped, all the princes of the earth may dine. This McNeil became notorious as a terror of the seas. His ships ranged as far as west of Ireland into the Atlantic, ravaging even the treasure ships of Spain and Portugal and the boats of Elizabeth Tudor. The princes of the earth suffered much. The English, the French, the Dutch enjoyed no peace. Complaints flooded into the Scottish court. McNeil was repeatedly outlawed, quote, put to the horn, unquote, but continued his happy business activities. At length, James VI had no choice but to act fiercely. He was now receiving hate mail from the English queen herself, to whose throne he aspired and by whose pension he lived well. Mackenzie of Kintail was detailed to kidnap McNeil by a trick and bring him before the king in Edinburgh. No doubt James had expected to see a robber baron of villainous mean and bloodthirsty appearance. He was taken aback when, instead, McNeil proved to be an amiable old man with long white beard. Nor was the Barra chief at a loss for words when bitterly reproached for his attacks on English shipping. These piracies, he said innocently, were but just toll were but just toll on the woman who killed your majesty's mother what could james do then but set him free mcneil's estates were declared forfeit of course but none had the nerve to sail on barra and take them like many an old highland rogue the pirate chief died peacefully in his bed i just thought that was a really cool snippet of history from mclean not mclean mcneil clan history that they're, they're that chief, especially during the 1500s. And I don't know if that was the, the same chief, and that's the thing that I was mentioning earlier about the and in a journalistic voice, not quite as tight with the details, but uh, good reading nonetheless. Was it the same chief? Maybe you, McNeils, can chime in here. Um, I'm not a McNeil expert. Some of you are that are listening to this. Was it the same chief that was proclaiming that the princes of the earth may may dine now that the 
McNeil of Vara has supped, and that appeared before James the Sixth, and said, "Hey, I'm just taking toll on the people that killed your mom." Is it the same guy, or was that proclamation about the princes of the earth can dine now that McNeil has eaten? Was that a tradition? And more than one McNeil chief did that. I don't know the answer to that, but maybe somebody out there listening does. If you do, jump in here. If you don't know the answer, maybe you can look it up, if, especially if you have a McNeil connection, then that would be a cool thing to find out. So go ahead and, and learn about that. Um, more to follow on different um, snippets from different things that I read on different clans I thought would just include just these short episodes and little anecdotes from different clan histories. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it from our little dive into McNeil history. Very colorful history. Whether you're actually connected to the McNeils or not, I think it's very interesting. I've enjoyed learning about the McNeils. And so here's to you, McNeils, all the McNeils out there. If you're a McNeil specifically, this is my challenge for you. You know, share, I want everybody to share this with somebody that they think would appreciate it, but specifically McNeils, who do you know of your McNeil relatives that would enjoy hearing some of this history, uh, wants to dive into it? Give me some feedback. How did I do? I hope you, I represented y'all fairly. Another thing I want to throw out there is that, guys, I have a, I just finished wrapping up my online course, The Origins of the Scottish Clans 101. It's meant to be like a mini college course, so it's not that long. Uh, it's without the deadlines and somebody coming down on you if you don't turn your paper in on time. In fact, you don't even have to write a paper if you don't want to, but I did include some ideas for papers. For those of you who, that's a method of, uh, that you, it's, I think it's a really good method of crystallizing your thoughts. Um, making an argument is when you have to actually write it down and express it to somebody and support your argument. So I've got some ideas for it in there, so you can do it. You don't have to. You can take it at your own pace. It's not nearly the time commitment of a college course, but hopefully the quality of one is there. I definitely had college courses that I did not get as much out of as I tried to to help you all get out of if this is something that you want. So go check it out. It'll be available at scottish-clans.com forward slash origins okay anyway that's out there um hope you share this with somebody that you think would appreciate it like i said um, give me a review and if you have a, a little bit more of a message to send to me um, adam sent one to me really cool feedback i appreciate that adam um on his he made a request for the mcculloch's so know that you might you might be seeing that somewhere in your future if you've got a longer message of feedback then you can write in an, an easy apple podcast review go ahead and reach out to me at the scottish clans at gmail.com and in the meantime marsh and lave and drasta <laughs>